Hi, this is the Seattle Mama Doc Podcast. I'm Dr. Wendy Sue Swanson. We all work so hard to perfect how we pull off parenthood, and often we may not feel good enough. I'm here to help you face these challenges head on. This is a quick reminder podcast, ultimately about heat. We're kind of coming to the end of the summer, but we've had a significant heat wave here in the Pacific Northwest, actually along with horrible pollution from forest fires and smoke in the air. And it just kind of is a good reminder about the risks that the environment can sometimes play. So first and foremost, why this matters to parents is that kids' bodies are different in ratio of basically how much surface area their body has to how much total weight they have. And that comes into play with all sorts of things. So I've talked about that in the past with like even um, how you absorb things in your body, how much skin or surface area you have and how kids are a little bit at risk and things. But we know that when it comes to heat and it comes to kind of what are called heat illnesses, things like heat exhaustion or even rare in kids, heat stroke, um, it's because children's bodies heat up about five times faster than adults. And, and that's relevant in the sense that kind of you and I and our body and our mechanisms for cooling, our sweating, kind of how we decrease our activity. I mean, because it's true. If you're running in 80-degree weather and you're sitting in 80-degree weather, your body's going to get a lot hotter running, not just because you're running and you're tired, but your muscles earnestly heat up when they're in use. So your body's core gets quite a bit hotter. And, and you know how to regulate that and slow down based on how you feel. But kids, of course, don't have the insight. Um, and then their, their ratios are really different. Um, You know, when you're looking for heat illnesses in kids, you know, parents often wonder like when their kids are in the stroller, like how do they know that their kids have the right layers on? Same should be true in your mind during a heat, you know, during a heat wave. So if the heat index is going up, which is a combination of temperature and humidity, it's just a calculation. Um, Or, you know, it's up over 85 or 90 degrees, you really are at risk if you're underhydrated or you're not in cool areas of having heat illnesses. You know, when you're looking at a baby, sometimes what we'll say is, well, if the baby's not sweating, and sometimes babies don't sweat that well, but if their face is really flushed and hot but not sweating, that can be a sign that they're maybe a little bit dehydrated, that they're not able to cool off their body. If their bodies are covered in clothing or covered because of sun protection, you have to be really careful. You know, heat illness will also show you a rapid pulse. I mean, you will ultimately kind of your body revs up and your heart rate goes up. So if for some reason you're concerned that your child's breathing differently, uh, they're really red-faced or really warm to touch, just like you'd think of in the case of a fever, that's the sign of a heat illness in some ways. No question that what you want to do is allow the body to cool itself. So covering, you know, getting into the shade, of course, um, keeping really hydrated, increasing water intake during those times, both for any infant over six months of age can have additional water. And any child who's particularly, if they're active, which toddlers don't know how to regulate, preschoolers don't know how to regulate, even school-age kids will overdo it, making sure that you're kind of flooding them with extra couple cups of water for every hour of activity. Um, And then, you know, covering their bodies with cool, wet towels and things. The, The reason that helps is you actually transfer the cool from the washcloth, but then you cover the body with a little wetness and evaporation works. I mean, you're just doing the sweating for somebody and that'll cool kids down pretty quickly. Um, But when I think about heat and I think about risks for kids, I primarily think about where kids are most vulnerable and that's the car. And we know that from the standpoint of, you know, I always say to families, I talk about seatbelts in clinic and it seems like kind of obvious stuff and booster seat use, but that's because car accidents kill more 
kids than anything else after age four. Well, when it comes to heat, you know, what we worry about so much is kids being left in hot cars. We lose about three dozen children in the United States every year because they're forgotten. And this crosses all socioeconomic backgrounds, all levels of intelligence. It isn't that you're too smart to forget your kid. It turns out distraction is really complicated. And there's a really amazing article that was written some time back, an article written in the Washington Post really about kind of the devastating effects of a NASA scientist. So we're talking like a rocket scientist who forgot his child in the car and wrote about even devices he was making. So this can happen to anyone. And and, and why this is, can be so devastating is that what will happen is you're in a busy day, you're in a regular routine, or somebody else is taking your kid to daycare or preschool. And on a hot day, a child, because their bodies heat up so quickly, is at devastating risk if left in a car. And what will typically happen is an infant or a child will just fall asleep in a car seat. Someone will forget their back there. They drop them off. They go into a store or they go in and do something else and the child is forgotten. Um, Ways, you know, there are some devices that are in play. There are some car manufacturers that are working for devices that alert you. But some very easy takeaways are don't ever think you're immune to this. If it's hot weather and any part of you thinks about this, call daycare. Make sure your child was dropped off okay. Call your partner or whoever's driving your child. And, And it's not overbearing to just check in and say, how'd drop off go? Did everything go okay? Create little backups. In addition, you know, look before you lock. So that little thread has come out on thinking, what do you put when your child's in the back seat? Leave your purse back there. I mean, you want your cell phone back there anyway, so you don't grab it when you drive, but put your computer or your phone or your backpack or your purse in the back seat so that there's no way that you leave your car without checking the back seat and you'd be alerted by a visual cue if for some reason the child had fallen asleep and you'd forgotten to drop them off. You should never leave children or infants in the car, even if the windows are open. We know that cars, you know, if it's 90 degrees outside, for example, a car can heat up within 10 minutes. And once a car is over 107 degrees, which happens really fast, again, under 10 minutes, a child can die pretty rapidly in a matter of minutes. So it isn't just, oh, someone's left a child for a couple of hours. It can be leaving a child for a matter of minutes. It can lead to life-ending or life-changing heat exhaustion or ultimately heat stroke and death. You know, and as a citizen, you know, I just think you, you can never be too careful about this. You should Bust up windows if you ever see a child that's left in a hot car. You should call 911 immediately. And together, we can try to prevent this. Three dozen kids every single year. Look before you lock. And then lastly for heat, just a quick reminder. I know these all sound so kind of uh, finger-waggy, but, you know, we open our windows. And as a a pediatrician, I have taken care of a handful of kids. I've only been in practice, you know, just some, you know, 11 years. Uh, I'm just shy of 11 years. But I've taken care of a number of kids, even in part-time practice, who have fallen out of windows. And in hot times, we, of course, our habits change. We open windows. And here in the Pacific Northwest, a lot of us don't even have air conditioning. So we open windows and kids move in different ways. But no question that when you're opening windows, you always want to have window guards and stops on the windows. If you've got toddlers or preschoolers who can climb in your house, you can never trust no. I remember a family member coming over and there was something dangerous in my house and someone was kind of telling one of my kids no. And I thought like, 
that doesn't work. And with windows, it really doesn't work. Open windows, um, if you can open them from the top and not the bottom, that's a safer way to do it. Um, Using a window guard and never counting on a screen. So we know through so many stories and two children that I've cared for in the past have fallen through screens. Screens are not protective for children. Kids are just really curious. They'll go to an open window, they'll peer out, they'll push their bodies on it. And before they know it, the mass of their body and the kind of center of their gravity will turn them forward and through a window. So secure window guards, secure kids in the house when windows are open, and then make sure the window guards are there. And whenever you can, open the windows from the top and not the bottom. Heat waves, pretty frustrating, really hot. Kids complain. Use cool water, extra water, two to four cups of water for every hour of physical activity extra when it's really hot out. Cancel practices if they're midday during the heat or late afternoon. Move indoors for sports activities. Make sure you've got systems in place so that kids who are getting transported in the car cannot be forgotten in the back. Look before you lock and always use window guards. I know it's kind of obvious stuff, but heat waves are here and we have lost a couple of kids, I think 17 or something in total in July of 2017 as well. Okay, reality is parenting is a high stakes job, but the good news is you've got this. Thanks for listening. The Seattle Mama Doc Podcast episodes air every single week. I'm always interested in hearing what you have to say, what was helpful, and what you want to learn more about. Reach out to me on Twitter at Seattle Mama Doc, on my Facebook, Seattle Mama Doc, or at SeattleMamaDoc.com. Tell me what you want to learn, tell me if you want to join me, and point me to experts you'd love to learn more from.